talking about lead. Hey, hey. Fire up that stogie when the deal is done. Short fuse, black cat, everybody run. Linebacker when they bring the high. Hey, it's Larry and Jesse. Let's get lit. lit. All right, Jesse, what we got on tap today? Well, it's um, February 28th. It's a leap year, so we have an extra day tomorrow. How about that? What are you going to do with your extra day? Uh, I think I'll sleep. Good for you. <laughs> Good for yeah, you. What about with, you? you uh, that will take care of. With three kids, I don't, I don't have that option, Larry. So there's no sleeping involved. Um, but today we have – so before we get started today, I have a couple of – Things that the audience should know about my friend Larry. Okay, so, I'm sitting down. Everybody knows that Larry, uh, you know, his, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that he doesn't prepare shit for these things and he doesn't do, he doesn't do much. Um, but this week was especially uh, exceptional because w- producer JB is traveling again. And we are at my office at uh, payhoa.com. Shout out to the whole staff here at PayHOA. What's an HOA? An HOA is a homeowners association. So we do management for homeowners association and property managers. Uh, A little ad there for us. But we're in my office today. And um, so Larry got here about an hour ago. It Well, let's let's just be honest. You know, let's just be honest. Larry got here about two hours ago. And... Uh, we've had we have had technical difficulties the entire time. Yeah, Larry fucked up. It took him forty minutes to uh, get our whole system set up here, and the reason it took him that long is because the mute button was on for the microphone, and so uh, we're on now on my computer because we he couldn't figure it out on his, and the whole the whole thing was the mute button. The other piece was if you've listened to this before, you know that Larry is a conspiracy theorist. And so he has, you know, he has a he has a big cover up for the camera on his laptop and he has that little plug that goes in the microphone and headphone jack because he thinks the government's listening to him. They are. So it took him 40 minutes to realize that that was the issue. Uh, so we are, um, we're way behind. And let's, uh, let's even fast forward a little bit further. We've recorded this episode, the same episode, once already. So we're giving this a second shot. Uh, so we are definitely late at this point. So I'm thinking uh, we're going to have a little uh, toast to Larry. Thank you very much. Cheers, Larry. What are we drinking, Larry? We are drinking sochu. Sochu is a Korean vodka. And the good news is it's only 50 proof rather than 80 or north of that. Very tasty, very smooth, made from either barley, wheat, or rice. Occasionally uh, beets as well, as I understand, which is uh, very Russian of of us. And uh, very smooth. Uh, You should definitely try it. Yeah, well, Larry, uh, the funny thing is here, (laughs) I'm just reading this right now. This is all happening live. So if you, I've never used Anchor before because Larry usually does what producer JB does this. It says, heads up. You can record up to 30 minutes in your browser. If you'd like to record longer, you can use any app, your computer, and then upload the file. That's our issue. We went to 30 minutes. It cut off the episode and somehow magically deleted it. All right. 
Anyways, so, well, anyways, for you audience people, I have one more. more minutes. We have twenty-eight. We have twenty-eight more minutes of this. I have one more bone to pick with Larry, and that's his communication style. You've heard him say on this podcast um, that he is a man of the people, and he's the mayor of Base One Ten because he loves to communicate with people. Now, be, because I no longer work at Base One Ten, uh, you know, Larry and I have to communicate in different ways to somewhat organize this podcast, even though he does no organization. Uh, I'm the type of person who likes to be prepared for things. So I was texting email, texting with Larry. We use Slack to communicate, um, and I've tried to call him. And Larry communicates like a 12-year-old girl. By that, I mean that I would Slack him, and he wouldn't respond for a long time. He would respond maybe by text message to my question on Slack in 24 hours later. Um, he would, I would call him immediately after a text message, he would not answer, but he would respond tomorrow on Slack. Uh, if you can imagine how frustrating that is, because he's a baby boomer, um, which is not a 12-year-old girl, which is not a Gen Y, not a Gen Z, you should be the type that likes to answer your phone. Yeah. Have you ever heard the word ghost? <laughs> yeah. That's Ghosting. not even... I Okay. That's fine. If you're ghosting me, that's fine. But we also have to get this thing done. Um, so this is an Asian theme episode. We're drinking sake, uh, Sochi and sake, like Larry, like Larry mentioned. So um, I asked Larry, like, hey, uh, maybe we'll do this at my office this week because I've got a lot of meetings on Friday. And he sent me a picture of sake. Uh, I said, what about the theme? He sent me a picture of sake. And so I said, so Asian theme to which he responded with a music video. Turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. That song. Yes. Um, Which so, has a lot of meaning. So communication, communicating with him is very difficult. Uh, and it's uh, <laughs> extremely frustrating. But when we're here, you have 100% of my attention. <laughs> oh, please. 100%. You're the only person that matters. Oh, God. And then later on, all of our audience matters. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. So I, I texted him. Um, two days ago about something and oh it's about this uh, we, we got a new mic uh, for the for when we travel because base 110 yes. shout out to the folks there yep yep tim randall and meredith thank you very much we use their podcast room typically and they have the supplies but we you know we didn't feel right necessarily about traveling with their equipment um so i i went ahead and got got our own equipment and i sent him a picture of it two days ago Literally 15 minutes before he walked in the door, he said, that's awesome. <laughs> because so clearly he had no idea how we were actually going to record this episode. Um, anyways, I just had I thought I had to air that and make sure that our listeners know how ridiculous it is to work with you. You know, and I think yet, that's yet, the yet. most excellent comments and compliments that I've gotten in years. Let's, and you know, let's, most people just don't even talk to me. And uh, this is something we haven't really unpacked on an episode. And because we've already recorded one, we're both a little bit, a touch more lit than normal. Um, so the last episode, I, or maybe two episodes ago, I asked, you know, how are you the president of a publicly traded company? And now you're doing a shitty podcast with me. If you've ever communicated with Larry, now you know why. <laughs> That's exactly. a joke. Don't take offense to that. Exactly. The, um, because I like to drink and I like to talk. And Jesse... Gives me shit all the time. That's my role in this whole thing. It is. So let's get on an airplane. Let's go. Uh, let's go somewhere. Yeah. So we uh, we decided to do the Asian theme and just talk about. We both been to Asia multiple times. Larry was born there. 
Um, so maybe you can give us your whole story from birth until now. Um, yep. But so the um, so I'm a war baby. Uh, Dad was U.S. Navy uh, Irishman. Uh, that's why I got Smith because there was some kind of sheep thief in the uh, background of the of the family. Mom was a multi generational Korean. Uh, I can trace my lineage back probably two thousand years. Uh, they keep track of it. Uh, she's a Pak. P-A-K, which has been anglicized as Park, uh, but uh, it's pretty interesting because, of course, Jesse makes fun of the fact that I've got the most popular Korean name and the most popular. <laughs> yeah, Park is the Smith of Korea, if you didn't know that, and Smith is the Smith of the United States and in, in, in Ireland, I guess. Are, are there really that many Smiths in Ireland, though? No. I figured it would be O something, right? Or uh, Kearns or... Well, Smith, uh, we jokingly said when we were growing up, Smith was uh, shorthand for sheep thief because, um, well, anyways, uh, most cultures have some kind of smithy, uh, which back in the day was uh, iron workers or somebody that worked with their hands. But uh, in Korea, the, the families are very tight. There are like five primary names, and Pak is uh, the most popular. So I was born uh, in Busan, which is uh, on the uh, uh, eastern side of the peninsula of Korea, down towards the bottom. It's a great big harbor. I believe it is still the largest U.S. military base in the Pacific. And so Dad was Navy, and uh, I was born in Korea, spent uh, a few years there uh, being a baby, came to America, and uh, have been back to uh, uh, Japan, uh, China, uh, specifically uh, Singapore, or Shanghai, I keep saying Singapore, but uh, Shanghai, uh, which was a blast because uh, China's been invaded, well, quite a bit of Southeast Asia, and most of Asia has been what I call invaded by the imperialist, and um, well, in particular, let, the places that have been invaded by the French have turned out particularly well. Well, Larry was rambling on there, um, <laughs> as usual. I've poured our second drink here, and I'll, Larry, why don't you tell us about the second drink we have here? Okay, so we have Hoshi Sake. So uh, we, as I mentioned, we started with sochu, which was like a, a vodka, more like a liquor. And we so, shot that one down. Are we shooting all of these, or how does this work? I think we shoot them all because you know we're we're using Jesse's little set of glasses. Well, this is a sake set, Larry. Which is the funny thing about this Asian episode is I have a sake set, and I am completely Caucasian, and uh, Larry has none of this stuff. Not a bit. It's just this this podcast just turns into something. The more I learn about Larry, the more interesting this podcast becomes. Cheers. Yes. But I bought Cheers. this on Craigslist maybe 10 years ago um, for some kind of sushi dinner that I did at my house. So this is very light and smooth, you know, good. Oh, that's good. Tasty. Yeah, you that's know, real easy. We're drinking at room temperature. Uh, as you may know, you can drink sake either warm or cold. And we're drinking it at room temperature, which I actually think is the best way to, to drink almost most of it. And this one's a very even balance, very smooth uh, sake. <coughs> and so we need to get some fish because it's Friday and I'm Catholic. 
I was supposed to go to a fish fry tonight, but you've ruined that. <laughs> uh, any, anyways, back on the Asian theme. So I have actually been to South Korea. Um, it was it was brief because it was on a, a layover to uh, we. My wife, my now wife, and I um, took a twenty two day trip to um, Cambodia and Thailand. We stopped in South Korea on the way. So. And we had a 16-hour layover. And instead of being like the typical traveler and just sitting in the airport, uh, we went out and, you know, we read a book on all of the sites you could see there and try to knock out as many as we could. And although our, our trip was brief, uh, the thing I remember most about South Korea is, is how nice the people were. Um, the food was amazing. And, um, you you know, they it, it the travel there is great to the systems they have set up to see all of these monuments and things like that have all been really, we're all really easy. So we were able to knock out quite a bit um, during that brief session there. I thought you were looking for a piece of paper. That's why I handed that to you. No, uh, the piece of papers reminded me though, that we have an email address lit with Larry L I T W I T L A R R Y at gmail.com. Please share that. Send us our questions. Jesse's got a, a few questions from our audience, uh, legit questions from our audience, um, which we'll try to answer. Uh, also, uh, I bought the URL, litwithlarry.com, uh, so uh, you can see some of the pictures I'll be putting up this weekend of uh, the stuff we're doing, P- great pictures of me, uh, occasionally bad pictures of Jesse. <laughs> when, just so you know, when Larry says he's going to do it this weekend, um, you can expect that in a few months. Well, actually, you know, I'm going to do it this weekend. And the reason why is because, you know, I have no life. And, you know, I'm not supposed to say to do that. Larry, you're not supposed to say that out loud. Um, anyways, let's get back to the Asian theme. Um, so the my wife and I took that trip and we stopped in, in Seoul, South Korea. And our next stop was Cambodia. Have you ever been to Cambodia? I have not. So we, um, and so we, we, you and I have very different Asian experiences because you've been to Shanghai, Japan. And uh, Busan, South Korea. Busan, South Korea. Okay. Um, so I've been to Cambodia, Thailand, and Indonesia, which I, I would say are probably very different than those um, parts. And so we went from a very nice experience in South Korea, a developed country, to uh, Nam Pen, Cambodia, which is um, – which is the capital of Cambodia, but the uh, is pretty underdeveloped. Um, not saying we're not used to that. We've been all over South America. Uh, but the slap in the face there was that their tourism is all based on genocide. So the genocide that they went through um, in the 80s and 90s. And it, so if you've been to – if you ever go to Cambodia, um, just do Angkor Wat <laughs> because it's so much, it's so much more beautiful. Um, because the, the some of the stuff that we saw in Cambodia – uh, they take you to uh, burial grounds where it was mass burials. Uh, they take you to schools that they had set up to torture people. Um, and the folks in the, the capital in Phnom Penh are really just out to make money off of you. So the, the, the first day we were there, we hired a tuk-tuk driver, which is what they call, uh, which is like the taxi there. He charges 50 bucks for maybe a couple of hours. Um, you know, later, in Cambodia, we hired a, a tuk-tuk driver that for $13 for a 12-hour period. So um, Phnom Penh is a bit rough. Um, not going to say we didn't make the best of it be- because we did. And that's just what uh, my wife and I try to do. 
Um, but after that, after that, we did go to Anchor Wat. It's beautiful. I highly recommend it. Um, you should definitely check that out. The the one of the funnier stories going back to Nam Pen um, is the tuk tuk drivers are all paid. It turns out they're all paid on commission. So if you say that you want to go see a monument, you might take two or three stops on the way there, um, and those might be at custom suit makers or um, you know, in this case, it was. It was a small shack in the middle of the field, and these folks were literally, uh, they, they put out a menu, and they were trying to sell us uh, the ability to shoot guns. So, for example, uh, to shoot a 12-gauge was $40. <laughs> to shoot a 9-millimeter handgun was probably 20 bucks. Um, to uh, shoot a grenade launcher, which was in a, well, no, a bazooka, sorry, was, um, was a $200 option to throw a grenade at a hill was a $250 option. And, you know, we're like, where are we? And we kind of played, we were scared shitless. Don't get me like, don't second guess this because we're in the middle of a shack. We're telling these people no, because I could see how this would work for the European market. These people have maybe never seen a gun. You know, I'm not going to pay 40 bucks to shoot a shotgun because I own guns. You know, it's not, not that appealing to me. Um, and at the time we're paying, my hotel was 10 bucks a night there. So, no, I'm not going to pay $40 to shoot a shotgun. Um, and they brought out a menu where they had pictures of all these guns that are trying to sell you this whole process. Um, and this is this is a true story, Larry. Um, we said, well, where, where would we shoot this bazooka? And they pointed to this big hill. And then the guy said, you know, what about a cow? You know, for a cow, you could you could pay a little bit more money. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Get me out of here as soon as possible. Yelling at the tuk-tuk driver for even taking us there. He didn't get his commission because we didn't shoot any guns. So he was pissed at us. You know, the whole non-pen situation was just a, a kind of a rough situation. So, uh, you know, I loved Angkor Wat. <laughs> Go to Cambodia, one of the seventh wonders of the world. It's beautiful. Uh, you can go through um, you can go through different sites all day long. And it's just amazing. But non-pen was rough. Yeah, that's terrible. You know, on the other hand, Shanghai was gorgeous, um, although there was uh, several neighborhoods that felt like I was in, you know, Fifth Avenue in New York City uh, because it was just all luxury brands and all. But um, it was kind of funny because I went there to uh, try to buy a company. And so um, you guys can't see me, but, you know, I'm Asian. <laughs> I look Asian and I'm with white guys like Jesse. And so we're walking <laughs> around. Um, Shanghai and uh, the beggars, there are many, 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 they're, they're exceedingly polite, but uh, there are many, many uh, panhandlers that would come up to me and start instantly talking in Chinese. And I would look at them and in English say, uh, don't speak Chinese. And then one of my other handlers there, uh, white guys, would you know speak out in Mandarin and just say, blah, 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 go away. <laughs> it was very amusing. Um, the other thing that was hugely amusing was was that um, there were uh, actually I should say it was amusing, um, but um, there were these tip jars everywhere. I mean, like literally every place where you would spend money. These tip jars were donation jars, and, and apparently there were villages in many parts of China where the village literally, like you know, two hundred people would leave the village for a month, uh, go to Shanghai, uh, rent a couple rooms, I mean, 
and have hotbeds, you know, hundreds uh, of people rotating through this, you know, these uh, few apartments. Well, that and exists. So, that exists in the United States right now. Yeah, and they would go panhandle, and they would make enough money through these tip jars and other uh, activities to sustain the village for the whole year. And it was a big thing, and like everyone knew it. And so, of course, you know, I dropped a lot of coins there. It, but Shanghai was very much a, a, a different experience than, you know, anything in the United States. So what are we drinking? Though? Let's move on to our second pour here. Yeah, we got Ozeki uh, Sake. This is a, another very dry uh, room temperature sake. Uh, Jesse and I are going to suck this one down. I, I, I literally suck that down. Uh, that's good, though, man. That's really good. And, and you know, this is low-proof stuff. Um, so, you know, for our second episode of the day, right. <laughs> this isn't so bad. Yeah. It's very nice and lightweight. You know, very um, very smooth. Uh, not at all like what I call European kinds of distilleries. Very tasty. So, um, yeah, this is great. And so where else have you been, Jesse? Well, so the next stop on my first trip to Asia was, you know, Seoul, Cambodia was Thailand and Thailand, um, Thailand was amazing. Uh, not saying Cambodia wasn't, it was just kind of a different kind of amazing. Right. Um, so in Cambodia and Thailand, you can, you can get a massage, you know, for four to $8 an hour. Um, so we got a lot of massages there. My wife and I kind of had the, Happiness. yeah, my wife and I had the theory of we're, you know, a never say no kind of trip. Um, that has nothing to do with massages. I don't know why, because you're going to ask me, did I get a happy ending? And I, I didn't get a happy ending. There were, there were, we mostly got couples massages and my wife would pull back the curtain. Uh, there was a time when she was out getting a, a foot massage. And I was getting an oil massage and this lady was literally touching every part of my body and asking me where I, if I wanted a massage here or there. And I was saying no. And she said, you know, clear, you know, it's like, yes, you do. I, yeah, I could feel it in a way, uh, which is embarrassing to say, but, um, yeah, you know, it's one of those situations. Extra, extra two, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Uh, well, what am I going to do? Like go out and ask my wife for a few more dollars for that. No, thanks. Uh, so we didn't, I didn't know. So the answer to that is no. <laughs> uh, I did propose to my wife while on that trip though. So I did it scuba diving off the coast of Co P P. If you've ever seen the movie, the beach uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio is that same, same beach, same area. Uh, so that's a whole story in its own. We can, we can have a proposals episode maybe. Um, but yeah, so I did that, but um, along the lines of the, the never say no, um, we went, we know we had custom made cashmere wool suits while we were there. We had, uh, we went to a ping pong show. You know what a ping pong show is? Oh, unfortunately I saw that video. You've <laughs> seen it online? Not my video. We didn't no, take I any mean, videos. I <laughs> no, I haven't seen your Jesse video, but, um, nor your wife's, but, um, <laughs> well, we're talking, well, why don't you pour us another drink and I'll tell the ping pong video show. Yeah. I think, um, I actually, I think. Yeah. Well, let's let's. I think yeah, we have right. one more sake. Yeah, so yeah. Let's pour one more drink while yeah. we do that. So the the ping pong show. Uh, well, the funny part was we're in Phuket, Thailand, which is a big t- party island. There was a rugby tournament there that weekend. I played rugby for thirteen years. My wife played rugby. A lot of Australian folks in town, um, and they were kind of you know we went to this ping pong show and they were all there. And if you don't know what a ping pong show is, it's uh, imagine a 
a strip club where they do imaginable things with a ping pong ball. Uh, they also did the same thing with a bird. They uh, with a, a can of Coca Cola Classic, a cigarette, and these Aussies were just sitting in the front row around this stage, um, and they were pretty much putting all of those things in their mouth uh, as they went. So it was disgusting. Uh, we didn't participate in any of that. Um, we're just sitting in the back, loving it and laughing our asses off. No regrets on that. It was amazing. Okay, so another sochu. Sochu. The. Um... Um, so this is another Korean vodka. Another Korean vodka. A little bit different. Not a little bit more bite. It's you know fifty proof rather than like yeah. I'm like I'm like you know we drink barrel proof bourbon on these shows, but I'm like <laughs> pretending like this is hot. It's it's delicious. That was really good. Yeah. Well, this wouldn't be an Asian episode if we didn't talk about topical Asians things right now, right? So what's exactly. going on in the world with Asia? Well. Um, I think we have to uh, acknowledge, help, support our brethren in Mexico who uh, produce Corona. They're taking a big hit. They are taking a big hit. And Corona beer, lovely beer. They um, first had it 30 years ago and uh, in Mexico, in, in Cancun. Enjoyed it. Happy it's here. And we're Hosting and hoping that everything works out. Cheers. But we should talk about the coronavirus. I mean, we're, this is an Asian episode. Um, and I know you have a conspiracy theory, theory around this uh, because you sent it to me. And, and if, you, we, if you've listened to our podcast before, you know Larry is a bit of a foil head. He's got a, a tin foil wrap in his truck at all times. Um, and the the reason we the podcast didn't work earlier is because he's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> of course, it's all my fault. The um, and I openly uh, take that in. But um, uh, I don't know. Twenty years ago, uh, there was a story that talked about very specifically a um, uh, coronavirus. You can't remember the name of the author, can you? I cannot. <laughs> I'm scrolling right now through. The uh, Dean Koontz wrote a book, and it identified a lab that actually uh, uh, DNA engineered what resembles the coronavirus. Well, the funny part is they're they're trying to rename the virus right now anyways. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, And I don't know if that's a a corona, uh, one of the alcohol salespeople flexing their muscles, but they're actually trying to rename the virus to be more in line with the strand. but what do you think about like look, we've got maybe three minutes left in the podcast? What do you think about the coronavirus? Is this a big deal or is it not? Uh, I think it's a very big deal. I, the reason I think it's a very big deal. I'm going to interrupt you. I don't think it's a big deal. Okay, but go ahead. You give your you give your argument. I'll give my argument. We'll right. close and no, we'll let the listeners decide where they are. Exactly. Well, we actually have to save uh, a second for the. Uh, uh, audience questions, but I think it's a big deal because uh, we're a small planet now. People travel too much, things are shipped too much, and it's I'm saying spread. you get one minute to respond. I get like a debate, so you've got one minute. You've already taken twenty seconds. Right, Go. Well, I'm done. That's it. That's it. Small world, too much stuff. When you open that package from Amazon that came from China, 
Well, the reason I don't think it's a big deal is because there are 2,600 deaths this year from the coronavirus, including China. How many deaths do you think there are from the flu? I think it's 14,000, something like that. And that's only in the United States. So that's why I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, Science is on my side on this one. And so I think that the and so I I hate how divisive this is for the country. I hate how political literally everything is. You know, me drinking a Corona right now, I'm sure there's some somebody who has a problem with that. And I hate I hate that. I hate how politics are everywhere. But I think that the the media is blowing this up. Uh, The economy's down and they're just going to keep pushing at it and pushing at it, pushing at it because the mainstream media leans to the left. We have a right wing president right now. And that's just the truth. That's the truth, no matter what side you are on. All right. <laughs> but Let's. we've got one minute left, so we can't even just, because this thing literally will delete our episode if I don't push stop. Right. Uh, so we have a question. We have a question from the listener. I'll save it for next episode. We're actually going to have a sponsor of the next episode, which you don't even know about yet. Yay! So Ernie's is going to sponsor our next episode. We're going to do wine tasting. I've asked him if we could do it at his liquor store at the Sweet. shop. Um, if not, we'll do it here and we'll just, you know, maybe yeah, Kevin will come go, and stop by. He just texted me. He was our question for today. We've got, um, you know, 50 seconds left. What, do you, what are your final thoughts? Oh, well, my final thoughts are um, too long. Turning Japanese. You turn it, we are turning Japanese. I loved my time in Asia. Um, I love that, uh, you know, my podcast partner here is an Asian elderly man. <laughs> Well, I would say elderly Asian man. Who knows when this, uh, this you know, when producer JB will be back and this will actually be released. But uh, be well, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Get lit. lit. So what you want? I want bourbon.